Hello everyone and welcome back to Indian Genes. As we continue on our quest to promote science and education to every child and non-expert here in India and throughout the globe with open access to knowledge and an insight into brilliant minds that are changing reality around us. We have something very special in store for you on this episode. We are going to be talking big really big because this is the biggest prize ever awarded on television which is a chance to visit the International Space Station in 2023 yes you heard me right and you your family member or friend could be one of them this is about opening space up to everyone not only to astronauts and billionaires and is called Space Hero Remember the name, Space Hero is a global media and tech company founded by Thomas Riemer and Deborah Sass and led by former News Corp Europe chief Marty Pompadour. He has also secured a seat on the 2023 mission to the International Space Station and a lucky contestant will be chosen through an unscripted show titled Space Hero and the series will launch a global search for everyday people from any background who share a deep love for space exploration. The selected group of contestants will undergo extensive training and face challenges testing their physical, mental and emotional strength, qualities that are essential for an astronaut in space. The show will then chronicle the winner's takeoff, their stay at the International Space Station for 10 days alongside professional astronauts traveling at around 17,000 miles per hour orbiting the earth 16 times a day. Indian Genes is privileged to be speaking to the two founding partners of the Space Hero Initiative. Debra Sass is a seasoned entertainment industry executive with a unique global perspective on doing business in today's ever interconnected world. Throughout the years, she has worked with some of media's and technology's biggest names, TV and radio channels in Australia. After returning back to the UK, she secured roles working in digital and entertainment with clients such as Amazon, iTunes, Shazam and Spotify. Deborah has secured many international strategic partnerships with global brands and is also the founder of 500 Female Founders and Indian Jeans is really happy to be talking to her today. Her co-founder is a leader in the information technology and media industries with over 25 years of experience. Initially as a music manager and event organizer, he then moved on to work as an entrepreneur for artists such as Prince and George Clinton. He was also involved with clients such as Sony and Universal. He was the co-founder and CEO at the first e-commerce platform for musicians called Artist First and created the first legal distribution platform for digital media publishers and labels in China. The very special individual we are speaking about is none other than Thomas Riemer. Dreams do come true, so sit back and listen carefully, take it all in as this could just be the first step you take towards making your dream a reality. 
This is the first interview they have been giving to anybody in Asia and Indian Jeans is really proud and very happy to be presenting two founders of the Space Hero Initiative, Deborah Sass and Thomas Rima. So a very big welcome to you both Deborah and Thomas from everyone here at Indian Jeans. It's an absolute pleasure for us. This is going to be a very special episode. And thank you for taking time out to speak to us. Thank you, Joachim. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much, Joachim. It is uh, really a pleasure. As a Indian person of Indian descent, I am quite honored and happy to be supporting you in any way we can. So the first time I actually heard about what you're doing with Space Hero, I was absolutely amazed. And the first thought that came to me was, wow, somebody is actually going to be doing this. And that's when we decided that in some way or the other, we had to connect with you. But we would like to listen, listen to you a little bit more and understand for our audience here, when you talk about Space Hero, uh, either Deborah or, or, or maybe Thomas, how did this idea first come and who did it, who, who thought of it and how did this happen? It I'm going to hand you over to Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> it happened like everything, you know, happens usually with startups on the back of a napkin. Uh, literally, it was written down in a restaurant uh, more than 12 years ago. And um, the combination of a lot of experience, Debs and I, we go back 18 years, right? And uh, we have been through the same circles together. So um, music industry in the 90s and then moving on into the media industry, IT tech in the noughts because everything had changed. And um, while we were uh, you know, making all those experiences, uh, I was going off on some TV projects, TV related projects, and that brought me to Russia. And in Russia, uh, I met one of the top media guys and he uh, told me about the International Space Station and that they want to send somebody there. And um, everything that uh, I thought I had worked on before paled compared to that because obviously it's the biggest hook that you can create uh, in attention uh, globally. And, um, you know, long story short, the first iteration didn't work out. We couldn't buy a ticket. But of course, you know, there's no way to give this up because it's such a compelling project. But when it came back in 2015, everything had changed in our personal lives. And uh, that was the moment where I reached out to Debs to ask her to partner up to build Space Hero. And Deborah, what was your first reaction when you heard this idea from Thomas? How, how did that get to you? And did you take some time to think about it or, did you, or were you just amazed? I love that you asked me that question because I'll tell you exactly how it happened. Five years ago, he rings me and he says, Deborah, I want you to come and help me run Space Hero. And I said, Thomas, what is it? And he said, it's a global casting show and we're giving away the biggest prize on earth, a $55 million ticket for a 10-day stay on the ISS. And I said, Thomas, that's amazing. I'm in. Sign me up. I just got one question. And he said, what? And I said, what's the ISS? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's your answer. <laughs> that's amazing because I think that was a good question. And maybe Thomas can answer that 
I, in the in the early days, I think the ISS anyway was not open to private missions, right, Thomas? So that would have taken time. That's right. Um, there were seven tourists to the ISS uh, in the early noughts, right? So from 2000 to 2009, uh, we had seven uh, private tourists, wealthy individuals who paid for their ride up there. Didn't need big, you know, big promotion because they didn't need to raise money. It was just their personal wish, right? And the last one was Guy Laliberté, the founder of Cirque du Soleil in 2009, and uh, nobody ever since. And the reason is being very clear, it is hard to get up there because um, there are a lot of uh, international obligations that need to be fulfilled. And uh, with the space shuttle not flying anymore, there was only uh, the Russian um, Soyuz rocket and uh, Roscosmos was the only company flying individuals up there. And NASA bought all the remaining seats so we couldn't buy a ticket. But now, obviously, with the advent and arrival of SpaceX to the market, things have changed. Right. Uh, this could be for a a anyone, Deborah or Thomas. One of my favorite science communicators has always been Carl Sagan. And I thought uh -huh. he was the one who bought science home. He made it accessible to people. Now, with Space Hero, I, f I feel that what both of you are doing are taking that next step, and which is a logical step. Once science is here, what about the action? Because people who are listening to us now want to know, how do I become part of this? And I just see this progression from what he did to what you guys are doing with Space Hero as opening this access to everyone. In fact, that's exactly what we're doing. So you actually asked two questions. I'm going to take, take them and divide them for you. So Space Hero is all about making science, technology, engineering, maths, what governments affectionately call STEMs, but making it cool and sexy and pop culture. We want to make space mainstream and we want to make space accessible to the average person on the street. When you tag your friend on Facebook, it's actually because of the satellites in the sky. Probably 90% of the population who uses a mobile phone has no idea about that. And also just the fact that you guys are going to be getting, I think it was 24 contestants from all over the globe. The inclusivity of this idea is was always stunning to me. And getting people together to then participate and, and over a period of time, it's going to be logistically quite a heavy task. And... Maybe, Thomas, you could tell us a little bit more about that. Of course. And we love heavy tests, right? Otherwise, we wouldn't be sending somebody up to the ISS. Um, look, everything pales. When you look at uh, space, uh, you see all the challenges that we face on Earth uh, multiplied, right? Take away oxygen, take away gravity, and suddenly you have a life-threatening environment. Um, and that should give you an understanding how this would be uh, on Earth if we can't breathe anymore because it is too hot because we have, you know, the greenhouse effects and everything. Uh, the lack of oxygen is going to kill people eventually. So we need to take care of this planet and make sure that we do survive. And putting 24 contestants together is uh, our method of um, A, showing the diverse backgrounds that this planet has to offer, right? Uh, these contestants will be 12 women, 12 men, from all sorts of geographies with all sorts of backgrounds. And those conversations that they will have in the space village 
about how they came to this point, how they succeeded, right? What is their motivation? Is it fame? Is it uh, vanity, right? Or is it really highlighting a situation that you want to get out of? Is it highlighting the progress of your own country? So many nations are uh, very strong and big now, have uh, big populations, but never had an astronaut. And you know what an astronaut is? It's an aspiration, right? Everybody wants to um, uh, fly to space when they are in first grade, but then reality kicks in and you lose that wish. We want to reignite hope so that everybody understands they can get on this journey with us and try to become what they always wanted to be. Right, and that's a, that's a real noble, noble cause, right? And Deborah, if you think about it, Thomas was just mentioning about 24 contestants and what I find interesting here as well is you're going to be learning from all those 24 contestants over a period of time and it's not going to be just the person who makes it because we tend to look at something that's called survivorship bias when we look at just the winners and we need to understand or learn from the other 23 as well because you're going to go on a journey with them, right? Correct. More importantly, those 24 contestants are all inclusive, not exclusive to the project. So space, as your audience already knows, is all about working together. And Space Hero will very clearly, in a very mass media way, illustrate that point to everybody watching. And we spoke about the logistics, but I, before we get into a little bit more detail, I want to go back to the name. I think I was very interested when I heard the name Space Hero. And how did that happen? Did it, was it a list of four or five names that had to be ticked or did it just click? Joaquin, thank you for asking about uh, the name Space Hero and how it came about. Um, for us, Space Hero consists of two parts, right? The space part, which is what most people concentrate on, but the second part, the hero part, is equally as important. And we don't mean a superhero. What we mean is somebody that is selflessly offering you know, themselves for helping others without asking anything in return. And that can be helping your family, that can be something in the neighborhood, that can be teaching you know, somebody that they want to learn. And uh, those are the heroes that we are looking for, right? The pandemic has um, shown us a lot of heroes with a lot of different faces, people who, you know, selflessly are up there day and night to help people through this pandemic. And uh, we want to hear those stories, right? These people, we believe, have a bigger chance to survive Space Hero than anybody who is just thinking about themselves and tries to increase their vanity and fame levels. Uh, because when you come back, you will appreciate that you can't go back to your old job because you will be the most world's famous person and that you carry a responsibility on your shoulder because everybody will always expect you to talk about this experience because you're the first person that went up to space that had an emotional connection uh, to everybody else before they flew, right? And that is a big responsibility. If you've been a hero before, you will have no problems being a hero afterwards. Right, and that, that particular experience would be so amazing because it would be difficult to put into words just talking about the overview effect or what astronauts mm -hmm. look down at the globe and, and look at one, uh, one globe. And I, will, I would like to quote astronaut Rakesh Sharma, who said, said that borders are not visible from space. And I thought that was such a deep uh, thought. That is a Thomas, deep. you've got a wonderful quote that Thomas has mentioned 
many times that doesn't come from an Indian, <laughs> actually. So when you, so understanding space means understanding Earth. And this is how we approach, it's like the philosophical context of Space Hero, right? All, everything that we do um, has to do with where we live. Sadly, uh, a lot of people retract to thinking that, you know, there will be aliens and other species that are similar to us and we can communicate with them. But you know what? The more realistic scenario is that we are alone, uh, but we are not because we are 9 billion people on this planet. So it's a lot of people to get to know, right? And we have a great community here. We just have to make sure that every challenge that we face on this planet is global. And again, the pandemic has brought that home to everybody. We can't have national solutions uh, to save ourselves from climate change and diseases, etc. We have to have global solutions. And with Space Hero creating a global audience, uh, we will help to seed this thinking into the younger generations that can then impl uh, you know, implement this into the political structures as well. Right, and you, I, I really like your quote as well, Thomas, or I could call it a formula now where you speak about PIP, where for any project you need to have purpose, impact, and, and profit. And would you like to just use that as a reference on how this project was put together? Of course. So uh, at the beginning, the first iteration, I'll be very honest with you, uh, it was uh, profit only, just one P. And it... <laughs> It couldn't have worked, right? Because the purpose was missing and thus the impact was missing. Only in the second iteration, only when I started to work with depths on it, it became um, an exemplification of who we are today. We both live on farms, right? Uh, we both are very close to nature. We love our morning walks. We get up early. And, um, you know, this was a journey that we have you know, taken from being very urban city dwellers with, you know, that lifestyle that comes with it, right? But of course, over time, we've changed. We have different priorities now. And uh, very much we do care about purpose because you can't get up in the morning and do good work if you don't have a purpose, right? You feel that it's a drag and it shouldn't be a drag. We get up every morning and the whole organization does because we all have that purpose uh, that creates the impact and then creates profit. It's the only order that makes sense. Interestingly, Deborah, to just take on from what Thomas had just said, I love what you say where you talk about why be ordinary when you can be extraordinary. And how important was it for you in this journey, considering that this was probably the first time you were getting into a space field, to have the right mentorship or guidance? Because the 24 who are going to come under this umbrella will need that mentorship and guidance. I'm sure you all have worked towards that. But what about your journey through this? How, has, how have people helped you, Deborah? Well, I am not afraid to ask for help. And as we talked about before um, we started recording the podcast, I have not got any formal education. And one of the things, as, as Thomas does, one of the things that our partnership has allowed me to explore is the opportunity to really achieve anything. And to all your listeners out there, if you believe in something and you're passionate, you can do anything. I barely finished high school and we own a company that is sending the first normal person to space if that is not an incredible journey in itself i think it shows everybody 
um, Joaquin, that you can really achieve anything. Now, with the space industry and the mentors that I have collected along the last 25 years of my professional life, I still am very much involved with being able to pay it forward. Where I sought help is because I asked, because I am not a scientist. Thomas and I do not come from the science or space world. But what we understand is all the extra and brilliant skills that our executive, our advisors, our allies from the space world. And let's face it, the reason why our project is so far along, and it's not a new project, there has been many producers that came before is because we have made the space industry a stakeholder in our business and during this journey or prior to this uh, deborah you have been involved with digital music and film industry whether it was macrovision you have described this as being much more than a television show so somewhere do you look at this and think back and say, you know what, maybe all that I went through over those years was in some way preparing me for this moment. I, I love that. And actually, this project is the next 30 years of Thomas and I's life, because we know that there is a, a movement that we are creating. And you're absolutely right with all the different skills that I have got over the past 20 years are absolutely benefiting myself, Thomas, and all of our team around the world that when you can look at things externally from being, I mean, the space industry is an extremely clever industry with extremely complicated things, satellites, you know, activities, all of this stuff. And actually what we're trying to do is to make it simple, to make it accessible, to make it interesting to people. And so when you don't come from that business, you see it from a different point of view. So yes, all the, um, all the skills that both Thomas and I have from the media world, from the entertainment world, from the digital world, have absolutely benefited this project. And Thomas, when you when we were talking about the 24 contestants earlier uh, we like to think of science as being a way of thinking much more than a body of knowledge and just not those 24 but everybody going through this process over the next 30 years everybody is going to pick up from this right because you could be in any field or any walk of life i know thomas you started with music as well and being from a musical background that probably helps you or did that help you expand possibilities for you because there are a lot of people who say that good science is 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 music and good music uh, has a science to it what do you think i love the analogy because yesterday i had a conversation with a science student right and she um, was into astrophysics and then she uh, wanted to do a lot with quantum physics as well and uh, to me, right, what I understand from quantum physics almost is that it's like a philosophical context more than a scientific context because it helps you understand all the connections that, you know, are established on this planet between, you know, plants, between things that are flying through the air, between humans. And um, people, I think, you know, your students and everybody else who is, who is listening that's why science is important, right? And we see a lot of 
populist waves diminish, diminishing the results that science brings, right? But at the end of the day, it's the only the only basis on which we can rely on, right? Because even if everything burns to the ground and people would have to rewrite all the books, right? The Bible might be different, uh, but uh, science will be the same with the same result once people get to those. And that is important for us to know. That's the only thing we can rely on. And that's why it's so important that more and more people integrate science into their everyday lives. I think that becomes so important because we were mentioning about students that are now being exposed globally because of the internet and I could also speak about students here in India. So I don't think there are any more local students in the sense of the word like they would have been about 15 or 21, 20 years ago because when I grew up it was totally different. But today a student in India or Japan or New York or UK could get on a call and all be discussing exactly the same thing, Deborah. Do you think that because of the digital expansion of everything that has happened, whether it's a film industry or the music industry, that has also given us this impetus to, to be more confident in our thoughts because if I know that somebody at the other end of the world is thinking the same thing like me, it just gives me a little bit more confidence. Correct. And I am um, very happy that you raised the globalness of technology because actually what really is the equalizer here is the mobile phone i mean as you probably know india has the highest penetration of mobile phone users than anywhere else in the world but not just india a global audience which has never happened before literally like that you can have a conversation with the rest of the world. That is why Space Hero is going to be so impactful. And yes, purpose, impact and profit, probably in that order is exactly our mantra. And anytime during this journey, Deborah, did you have to sit back and think, or is there any interesting story that you can share with us that happened back end while you were going through with this project and wondered how am I going to get over this particular specific uh, hurdle, if you could call it a hurdle, and how did you actually manage to get over that part of it? Oh, I've got so, so many stories, but I'm going to give one that is close to my heart. But many years ago when Thomas and I realized that the space industry was going to be such an important ally in our journey, we decided, because we didn't know anything about the space industry, we decided to go to a space conference. Now, Thomas and I both live, as he said, on farms in Europe, Thomas in Germany, me in Spain. And I literally Googled space industry conference Europe and what came up straight away and this was the end of October was a new space conference a business conference in the space world new space uh, in November in Luxembourg three three years ago no, this November and we looked at the the conference schedule we looked at all the speakers and there were 60 speakers and I recognized two names NASA and Deloitte's and Tom, Thomas and I decided that we needed to know as many people as we could in the industry in the first instance. So we literally sent out an email that says, hi, my name is Deborah. I'm coming to your event in two weeks' time. We've got a new space media company. We'd love 15 minutes with you. I'll happily buy you a coffee. And that was it. And we sent that email out 
to 35 speakers. And 28 of those speakers got back to us within a few days. And every one of those is either an investor, part of our executive team, or a deep supporter of Space Hero to this day. So even though it started out as a challenge, we didn't know anybody in the space industry, the ability and the passion and the not being fearful when you walk into a room of strangers or you walk into a new industry or you come to a new event helped us to basically concrete those relationships. Does that answer your question? That's amazing because this is this turns out to be a very circular conversation because that's exactly what happened to me where you and Thomas were concerned because I just heard the name and reached out but I wasn't sure whether you guys would even want to spend time here and here we are having this conversation so it's the same on this end as well so I absolutely agree with you Deborah. I just want to touch a little bit, uh, Thomas, on the logistics of this now. And I think we've got a very clear understanding and we can feel the passion and energy that you guys have. You both, I'm sure, are going to be household names uh, within the next 30 years. I hope you all are ready for that. And what I wanted to get, uh, yeah, because there are going to be a lot of people who are going to be using these names in tandem. So that's that's something we can speak about a little bit later. But... Thomas, can you talk about the Space Act agreement with NASA, or is that something we can discuss? Of course. Uh, it's been signed, and we are very happy about this. Essentially, um, it is very, very hard to get. And um, we are happy that we have one. We are the first media company, or one of the first media companies, to, to even have one with NASA. And it enables us to... Um, enter into a meaningful and deep cooperation with NASA on a lot of aspects. So we are very proud what we have achieved here and it also is a testament to the direction NASA is taking to enable a strong lower Earth orbit commercialization. Great. So that's a great platform to have. And as this mission gets going and you get into the nuts and bolts of it, you are going to be requiring the support on ground, maybe through instructors or training, and your uh, agreement with Axiom, that would also help moving forward for you, Thomas and Deborah, as you've got very safe hands and very professional people dealing with that aspect of this particular mission. Absolutely. I mean, Axiom is a spectacular company. If you don't know them, uh, people, please look them up. Mike Safradini used to be the station manager of the International Space Station for NASA for uh, 10 years or a little bit more than 10 years. And uh, his expertise is brilliant and he is a great ally. Right. And I think they also plan to launch a, launch a commercial module uh, to the space station by 2024. That will be really interesting. And definitely I would advise a lot of people listening to get online and find out a little bit more about all the great work that Axiom has been doing. Now, uh, Deborah, this is a technical question, but I want to just ask you, this particular ISS, which is the International Space Station, is moving at around about 17,000 miles per hour around the Earth, maybe 16 times a day or 17 mm -hmm. times a day. Mm -hmm. And how do you all plan to get these 24 contestants accustomed to movement? They won't feel the movement, obviously, but from, a, from an individual perspective, how do you think you're going to keep them grounded in the moment? Because 
what we don't want or what nobody wants is this this is not just a reality show right i have actually coined a term for it it's real sci but you want to get people to understand where they are you know how important is this mission and what it is going to do for the future how do you plan to or you think that can be addressed with these individuals i know i know i shouldn't say it but that's such a great question i love it and thank you for asking us that <laughs> um so a couple of things let's break it down first of all nasa is our official partner with training as is axiom so those are the two relationships you already know about the the opportunity of keeping the potential contestants let's say the space hero grounded is actually an incredible opportunity for the world to be able to see how real astronauts get trained so the tv show has to be as let's say lowest barrier to entry in other words we're not teaching anybody anything new the format of our tv show has been around for 20 years casting competition each episode there are activities and challenges some people win some people lose but we are shifting that paradigm so no longer is it about just the winners but it's about how we support each other in the paradigm of learning how to live on another planet on another you know on on a space station so the technical side is very important <laughs> there there will be 3 months of very detailed technical training run by experts nasa axiom there are some other vendors in there um after the winner is chosen with two backups so i think for the first part of your question what we want to be able to do again going back to the mobile phone we want to be able to make it easy and cool for people to want to engage using their own mobile phones using the part of our app that we will be providing free to anybody who downloads the app including the millions of people that unfortunately won't get picked as the last 24 contestants and do you see age limitation here or is this going to be open to my grandmom as well it is <laughs> it is and i mean this is the the best part about it right i mean my mother she's 83 uh, when i told her about this and i asked her do you want to fly she said absolutely and i'm like i'm not afraid that something could happen to you and she's like why would i be your grown up right so you can take care of yourself <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely there's no age limit in in that sense uh, you have to be 18 plus to fly but there is open end john glenn was 72 when he flew to space last time because when we talk about space and we talk about the future and you're talking about technology and and media we tend to think about one group of people but people who are from mm. one generation before who don't have access to technology or are a little bit apprehensive to even use whatsapp or use a phone the moment you tell them or we tell them that this is for you as well and i'm sure y'all will be building something taking into mind it is going to be really simple to get on and that's going to be a big chunk of people who are going to be following you of course absolutely so, uh, yeah that's that's absolutely right i mean in any effort uh, the uh, you know you have to address younger generations because obviously uh, they are future facing right and uh, there is so much more time 
for them on this planet than you know for others we are happy that we are going to engage into a lot of corporations where we are going to address even the people below 18 that are hanging out in the you know on the social media platforms and you know uh, we will address them as well because after season one there will be season two and season three so eventually they'll be ready to fly and that's uh, what we want to prepare them for i i know we are probably limited for time so i'll try to uh, wind this down but thomas when you look back at this journey so far from where you uh, probably had had started to you could you give us what has been your biggest learning that you had not encountered before or ex you knew about something but you'd not really experienced it or given enough of thought but with this particular space hero uh, mission something has really come up and and is very important to you now <laughs> um yeah so the biggest learning that i had from this and it continues right and it is sometimes painful is the fact that uh, you as an individual in that case me really doesn't matter right there is an impulse and uh, an ignition of something and it inspires other people to um, direct their energy towards what you're doing as well at the end of the day things are only successful if they are not tied to individuals right you create a movement and that movement exists because a lot of people subscribe to its principles to its purpose and then you can sleep well at night because you know if uh, you know you don't exist anymore that movement might prolong and continue to exist and that's the best thing so ego has to be taken out of the equation completely otherwise ego would destroy the purpose true and deborah over the next 30 years there are going to be a lot of minds that both you thomas along with the team at space hero will be influencing in no small way i may say because you're going to be transcending boundaries you're going to be transcending age like we just spoke about cultures what is the culture that you want highlighted if you had a chance to take off certain things in the current scenario that should not be there and you had a fresh start what is your vision for for where this is going to go or where this should go First of all, Thomas and I, from all the background that you and your audience has already heard, we've already created the culture that we want and have always wanted. You just have to look at our website, spacehero.org. <laughs> you just have to look at our website to see the people that are involved, the diversity we already have, the people who help run this business, we have created a inclusive and dynamic culture where, they, I mean, it's funny, I could say open door policy, but we're all over the world. We have, we have staff in over 14 countries. We have many religions, gender fluidness, men, women, it's all there. And we're very happy with the diversification and inclusiveness that we have created. And not because we had some strategy. We never went into this because we needed to showcase that we are these types of people. This is actually who we are. And our company and our culture is an extension of how Thomas and I have always operated within our own families and our own businesses and our own careers. Right. And I could definitely vouch for that because I can see the kind of environment coming from a corporate background as well. The kind of environment that you guys have managed to create is 
absolutely brilliant for innovation people to make bold decisions and efficiency levels go up and if you don't mind i just want to have a big shout out here to ec who has put this together she's been communicating with me over the last maybe month and every time i have communicated with her i get that sense that she's empowered and if you know what i mean because she was making decisions she was courteous enough to connect between you guys and me and i found that so interesting before i even got to speak to y'all i could feel that culture already out there in the company perfect thank amazing. you amazing amazing yes we had to we had do to we let, do we let Eddie say hello <laughs> is he thank you so much once again uh, uh we could probably start with debra and what would your message be debra regarding something that you look forward to and you found interesting over this period of time i would just want you to say something to all our listeners it doesn't necessarily have to be related to space hero it could just be something that you want to tell us thank you very much for that opportunity and i want to say to every one of the boys and girls and young men and young women listening to your show that you can achieve anything you want if you have passion passion and passion and you're consistent and you understand a little bit about your business and you're also always willing to learn you can achieve anything if i can send the first normal person to space then you lot with who are much more educated than me can absolutely do amazing things with your lives never give up brilliant and thomas i do know that years ago one of your first initiatives was artist first where you started an e-commerce site for uh, you know independent artists so you've actually been doing this for a very long time consistently it's just that now the platform that you have is probably bigger do you want to say something to maybe artists that earlier you were working with people who come in from different fields it could be science it could be music it could be could be people who are trying to be creative you've been consistent in your ideology what would you like to tell us that uh, very often you don't know what you're doing right and that is perfectly fine because the results and the journey you know are what what is most important and even when you have uh, dark moments, uh, they will change, right? The only thing that you know for sure is that um, moods change, that uh, results change, right? That emotions change constantly. So you know that this one emotion that you're in currently, it's not going to last forever, either being, you know, dark or light. And uh, this is something that you should never forget when you feel a heavy burden and uh, just continue because the times are changing. And things will be different. And uh, in general, Joachim, we have developed and evolved as a species uh, to the positive, right? Basically, all things are pointing towards us becoming uh, smarter and uh, wiser and a little bit more resourceful. And we just have to get to the same level, uh, everybody, and enable this so that we can keep the paradise that we are living in that's so true i think the fact that as a species all of us have metacognition and we can sit back reflect nature does seem to have a purpose in my opinion it's pushing us in in some direction we may not understand the direction as yet or the purpose behind it but if we lose our inhibitions if we lose the negativity that is unnecessarily burdening everyone i think that that would definitely be the way for us forward i see what both of you are doing with space hero as something that's going to be amazing 
over this period of time. And I would want to thank both of you, first of all, for taking time to speak to us. Initially, I was not sure because it's maybe the first time I am interacting with uh, legends from the from the from the media Thomas you and Deborah I was telling her that and I wasn't sure so I said okay I can do the academic interviews but let me just stick to what I can do but you guys have been absolutely amazing and very honest very very informative it just made makes this listening so much more easier for all our listeners you've been incredibly well prepared Thank you, sir. yeah it's been a pleasure speaking with you and um, anytime again. If any of your audience and listeners would like to get in touch and be part of this fantastic space hero journey, they can do that right now. In fact, today. All they have to do is go onto our website, spacehero.org. That's spacehero.org. And they need to go to the bottom of the website where it says, do you want to become an insider? Very easy. You fill out an application form. Um, it takes a little while. We, want, we like to get to know who our insiders are. And we would welcome any insider. It's completely free. And they can do it right now. Thank you so much for listening. We loved, loved, loved talking to you. We Thanks. look forward to the next time that Space Hero gets to be interviewed by you guys. Let's keep this story going and let's keep the journey going. And you guys have all our support. If you think you need a platform, you need, you have a platform here because Indian Genes, like what you do, is a movement and anybody contributes to it. In fact, we do have kids who put out posts for us and do Instagram posts, give me ideas about who to interview next. So uh, just reach out to us. If there's something we can help with, we'll be more than happy to do. Perfect. Thank you very Excellent. much. Excellent. Shukriya. <laughs> Shukriya and thank Good. you so much. Bye. Thank you so much. This Hubhopper original ko sunne ke liye aapka shukriya. अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट